welcome to the episode of Back Talk. I'm Kayla. And I'm Julia. We are here with you guys on episode 67. Yes, we can just uh, jump right into it. This well, really week. quick, I just want to. <laughs> Julia, are you smiling? Yes. <laughs> Okay, really quick, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came back and joined yes. us for the last episode. We appreciate you guys. You all welcomed us really, warmly. Seriously. And, we appreciate um, that. Thanks to everybody for, you know, just sticking in there and waiting and mm-hmm. just, you know, supporting us yeah. through this journey. So it's go ahead. Been, it's been a journey. Yeah. And we're not done. But <clears throat> we thank you so much for the warm welcome back. Go ahead, Julia. No, well, I don't you, have a you what's have good. A what's good. I'm going to go into my what's good. Okay. My so, what's good. Well, go ahead. Okay. My what's good. Okay. So Julia doesn't have one. So I'm going to go ahead with mine. I don't have a clownery and she does. Mm-hmm. So it's going to flow together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my what's good this week. Why is she looking at me? <laughs> my what's good this week is <laughs> B-Sides 2. Because, well, first of all, they didn't live stream it on Tidal, which I'm very disappointed they about. They didn't? No, they only, they did the first one. They, it was a live stream of it. So I was pissed off because when they announced it, I was like, oh, oh, here we go. I'm ready mm-hmm. to, um, you know, throw up my rock sign in my room, how mm-hmm. I usually do. And um, what they didn't is stream it. B- what is that? B-side, B-side is basically, um, it comes like from the term, like, you know how before, back in the day, like on a record or on a tape, it was an A-side, which was like the hits, the singles, and then the B-sides, which we, today we call album cuts. So yeah, he like basically the, performs yeah. his album cuts. And it's like the songs oh. that are not like, you know, on the forefront. He's not doing Izzo. He's not doing yeah. like New York. So I what I <clears> thought <throat> it was was like how MTV used to do Unplugged. unplugged. It's Unplugged style. Okay. Yeah. But, and um, like he has his live band. And so he's doing his B-sides. Mm-hmm. So my what's good is that he brought out Cameron to okay. perform. And I was just, that just warmed my heart. Because what did that they perform? Beef, they performed, I think the song is, um, it's like some New York song, like, in my, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. But um, I just, it just warmed my heart because that beef has been running for so fucking long. Like, literally probably since, like, Rockefeller split up. Yeah. I think, um, I can't tell you who said what, but even as recently as, well, if it's kind of a long story, but whatever. Like, um, Cam mm-hmm. is from Harlem. Mm-hmm. And um, when Rockefeller broke up, like, Dipset kind of sided with Dame because Dame is from Harlem as well. So they literally have not... Wait, go back, go back. So when Rockefeller <laughs> broke up... And, you know, the founding members are, like, Biggs, Jay, and Dame. Okay, but who's... Okay, Dipset. Dipset. It's Cameron, Cameron and Jules Jewels. Santana. Yes, Cameron, okay. Jewels, Freaky Ziki, like, you know. Okay. So, okay, so when... when Freaky um, Ziki, is mm-hmm. that... I was... Never mind. Okay, so... um. <laughs> So anyways, <laughs> I was going to be like, I P- love Rockefeller. Petey like, Pablo. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. No, I, I got it. It's okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, so when I like Rockefeller, I like to study you their marketing. Do. I like yeah. to study the way that they branded themselves. Mm-hmm. I like, I just like, I like their music. Yes. So, um, so anyway, so when they broke up, like Cam and Jay, they never really like had a relationship. There was like little shots back and forth. I don't remember. I can't tell you who said what. So what, how did happen. the, I'm sure the Even beef as, was something that we it, have I no idea. I think he just sided with Dame. And who? you know, and. I think Cam decided with Dame because they're from the same place, from the same neighborhood. Okay, and I think that and Cam is just more vocal, so he'll he'll go and say stuff in public or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, even as recently like Dame Dash had apologized to Jay Z and Lior, and um, even Cam like this is kind of recent, like maybe two months ago, like definitely in 2019. Mm -hmm. And Cam was like, "Wow, no more real niggas left in Harlem." Like you had a real issue with it. So for the fact for him to come out at B sides too was kind of (sighs) like. You know uh, what? Let the bullshit go. They buried well, the hatchet. Yeah, buried the hatchet. Move forward. It's a time of everybody coming together. Yeah. Building together. You know, unity. Yeah. You know, it, let's everybody just leave the bullshit to the side. Don't nobody care no more about what happened in 02. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was, I loved seeing that. But I just wish we would have seen it live on the stream. Yeah, But you know, I'm not going to be greedy. I feel like they're going to have some type of 
edited presentation, homecoming esque, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> way of uh, presenting it to us. And I've learned to just be patient and mm-hmm. just, you know, not need everything live in the moment. It's mm-hmm. okay to wait too. Okay. So that was my what's good this week. That is beautiful. Okay. Okay. So my clownery, I, again, I do not have a what's good, but I have a clownery, okay. and it's it's like a diet clownery. Like it's not full blown. Like it's just something that was like rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah, I want to have a conversation about it because people have been talking about it on Twitter and I'm like more on the other side of the fence. But I know that you being like a bigger Jay-Z fan than I am, yeah. not to say that I'm not a fan because yeah. I like Jay-Z, but yeah, you being a bigger Jay-Z fan than I am. Yeah. yeah. And the, I want it to be kind of like two sides of the spectrum. I mm-hmm. feel like Derek is grilling me right now because he knows what I'm I mean, going to You have to his say. attention. So... <laughs> Uh, at this uh, performance, I'm going to read a few things that Jay-Z has said. Okay. He performed a freestyle, and he said, Gentrify your own hood before these people do it. Claim eminent domain and have your people move in. That's a small glimpse into what Nipsey was doing for anybody still confused as to what he was doing. Okay. So... In context, I get exactly what he was trying to say, but words mean things. And I do think that gentrification was the wrong word to use. So if we're going to dial it back and take it to the text, the definition of gentrification is the process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle class tastes or to make it more refined or polite. Mm -hmm. Now, we all, I mean, I'm not sure... If, like, some people are more, you know, abreast on, like, the effects of, of gentrification. What, of gentrification. And, like, yeah. gentrification, I always say gentrification is violent. Right. People it are is. Because, it's abrupt. Like, yeah. yeah, people become displaced from their homes. Mm-hmm. Like, people that have, like, lived there for years and years and years. When an overhaul is done in a low, lower income, quote, unquote, neighborhood, people are displaced from their homes. A lot of people are left homeless. Um, you know, the resources aren't there. They're like, it, it's just, it's not a good situation. So, I mean, I get what he was trying to say, but like, that's not. And he then used, like, I think that I, mm-hmm. that's not what Nipsey was doing used, either. I think he used the wrong word. He used the wrong word. That, and that's, that's my thing. And it's like, I mean, I get <clears throat> people are like diehard Jay-Z fans. Everybody's eating it up. But I'm like, okay. Wait, eating up what? That he <clears throat> what he said. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, and then I'm like. Again, like, you're lying on, like, Nipsey's name. That's not what Nipsey was doing. I mean, just take, just take the marathon. Shit. Okay, so just Damn. take, just that take, escalated <laughs> quick as just take the marathon store, right? Okay. Just, just take that. What he did with the, like, he came and bought back that whole plaza or whatever, opened <laughs> right. the store, gave jobs to people who couldn't get jobs, like, you know, in, uh, inmates, felons, things like that, people who couldn't go out and make a way for themselves. Also, he was doing a lot of other things around L.A. <clears throat> to, you know, create opportunities right. for, like, people who... STEM. Yeah. <laughs> STEM stories. <laughs> okay. And <clears throat> apparently he was doing things for, I don't know, like, single mothers, people, like, low income. Like, Nipsey kind of was, like, very much in his neighborhood. So mm-hmm. I don't think that gentrification is what he was doing. <laughs> That's not... It's not... He was not, not gentrifying. It's his not what it no. was. He like was it, not. it's not what it was. It's, that's not what that okay. was. Now, I just think that you know, 
it's, it's a conversation that's to be had because, I mean, a lot of people were, like, trying to debate on what gentrification actually is and what it is. Uh, and, and, hey, listen, ain't nobody got time to argue semantics. And I'm then so with the sorry. whole thing, people were saying, like, trying to come down on Jay-Z, talking about, well, look at the Barclays Center. Now, Jay-Z's not the only person behind it, but it went forward, like, the 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 idea and... Yeah, it was to bring value into that neighborhood. Right, but it hasn't. I mean, it ha- it, I mean, I'm sorry, it has, but it's like... How has this created opportunities for the people that were once there? Because the Barclays Center wiped out an entire, like uh, almost uh, an like entire neighborhood. Block, yeah. yeah, people didn't have any anywhere else to go, and then a lot of people that are. But we stuck- don't know that. We know that for sure. Yeah. They like to build the Barclays. Yeah, I know they, they had to like clear out property, but we don't know. Did they literally like leave people homeless? I mean, probably not all of them. But yeah. I mean, what happens when you wipe out a neighborhood? I mean, uh, I not know, everybody and, else has in, money to pack up and go buy. Another I know house. neighborhoods in um like okay, my family is originally from Boston. I know mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm not saying this is every time. Well, nothing is every single time. Mm-hmm. But like I know a lot of times if a, a builder. Well, a developer wants to develop something in that neighborhood because they know that neighborhood's about to grow in value. Yeah. They will buy you out only if you own the home. If yeah. you don't own the home, you have no say so. Yeah. But if you're a um a owner of the home, people will take it's just like oh, a way an example that everybody mm-hmm. can relate to in barbershop, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> in barbershop, what happened? They came, what's his name in the movie? Dre? That's in blackish. Doesn't matter. They came to um Anthony Anderson and said, Hey, we want to buy buy this property. We'll offer you so much money. Mm-hmm. And the other local businesses around him were taking the money. They're like, nigga, I can retire yeah. to Florida with this money. This right. is a they will buy you out. And it's a lot of times at the bigger a uh, bigger value than what your home is yeah. worth, but not nearly what it's worth if you stay and then you grow with the yeah. times of that neighborhood. Yeah. So I don't I don't that's why I'm saying I don't know if people are left homeless. I could, maybe because if they don't own that home, then they're not prepared to move out. Like, I don't know if the relationship with their landlord, I don't know what, how much notice they have to get out, all that stuff. But that's a but whole other conversation. Like, even if you don't own it, like, probably, if you like, don't own it, yeah. If you don't own it, or even if you do own it, if like, you do own it, can't nobody make you leave. Yeah, but taxes go up, property taxes go right. up. A lot of people are priced out of ownership. They can't afford to live where they live just because the the area around it, surrounding it, it costs more expensive to, it, it it costs more money to stay where you are just because of what's happening around you even if you don't leave. But then there's a way around that. Like I mean, I'm nobody's financial expert, but yeah. I think as the value of your neighborhood grows, the value of your particular home grows. Just mm-hmm. like let's say you live in um like Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. I might have the most raggedy house <laughs> in Beverly Hills, but because I have the zip code, the property is valued more. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that goes into like the purchase price and the equity in your home, and like yeah. there's ways into tapping into that to you know keep you afloat, and that's yeah. kind of what it's for. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, like, I don't know. What, what do I know? But I yeah. think, but it's it's a conversation that's very like, it does this. You know what I mean? It depends on your mortgage and your, um, your borrowing and your, your way your loan is structured and mm-hmm. everything like that. It's a very hard to have that kind of conversation. Yeah about a, a mass of people yeah you know what i mean like especially in my neighborhood like i could say especially in my neighborhood my parents bought their home mm-hmm. i don't have the same neighbors i have maybe one neighbor that's the same because when the recession hit and home ownership and the way that um you know uh, what's it called mortgage rates mm-hmm. and adjustable rates and all this stuff and people they had once the economy failed they adjusted the rates to triple and mm-hmm. now you can't afford your mortgage yeah. anymore and you got to get list there's things that you know it depends and there's things that you can do Homestead exemptions, all types of stuff. But if you're not knowledgeable, yeah, and you just don't have don't the resources, know, and you don't do have it, the resources, yeah. then you're at you are asked out some of the time. But it's kind of hard to say that happens. That's what's gonna happen 
and it's a case by case type of thing. I don't know. I have I've I've I have yet to see like that many positive outcomes of gentrification. It you it takes a very knowledgeable person and a very headstrong person and a person who's very like financially savvy to be able to navigate it. Yeah. And I mean a lot of neighborhoods that you and know that gentrification targeted, is targeted by right. a lot of these people are not savvy they just don't know and i think it is they just happy to have their home right and it's like here you come y'all building fucking coffee shops and hipster bars and everything on their block and now they can't afford the people that have been here for years they can't afford to be here anymore i think that's a bigger conversation into financial literacy in our community because i'm not gonna get mad at nobody for knowing more than me and using that information against me especially in a day and age even like i know my parents for example can't um they don't know how to navigate everything. They're not mm-hmm. from this country. You know, a lot, this is their second language. A lot of stuff shit. I don't even know how to say it in English. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, I take it personal if somebody says something and I don't have, I'm not there to look mm-hmm. it up. I know how to, I don't might not know everything, but I know how to Google. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of it, you do have to be proactive and it, it is about a community, like reaching out, making sure you're na- like, you know, are your neighbors good? Do they mm-hmm. know everything that's going on? Like, yeah. you know, they, you know, having these, conf- it's a sense of community because they do target us and it is unfair, yeah. but I'm not going to sit here and be mad at the man or the person doing it when I have power and leverage too, mm-hmm. but I'm not tapping into it. Like to, that's just how I am. Yeah. I kind of see what you mean. You know that. what I mean? I just want to say that revitalization and gentrification are not synonymous and words mean things. That's my only argument with it. I understand why people were upset with what Sean people, said. I, I feel like they might have took that to the heart because, you know, it affects a lot of us. Yeah. And, you know. So yeah, and it's not something trying to, to be. Yeah, about no gentrification, throw a book right, at Right, and you it's just. like you was just up there just saying <laughs> Just stuff, saying it. Bro. You know, cussed at these people, basically. Right, the fuck? But, so. I mean, I, just because I, like, I, I love Jay-Z, I don't care. But, like, yeah. just because I do, I know where his heart is at. I know I the things the that he's. the was there. The, the, and I know the intention behind I know that he is for <laughs> riding for his people. And I know the things. We were just praising him last week about look what this man has done look and you know when yeah. nipsey passed and they were like look mm-hmm. he set up this and he's done this he got meek out he did mm-hmm. all this this week and then this week we hate him it's like okay well no i don't hate not be we but i'm saying like this week everybody's like that's fucked you know what i mean like well know, no i'm not saying what nipsey was doing was fucked no, not up. nipsey what jay did oh i just feel like he, he didn't have to he one he didn't have to name drop two I, he, I feel like he was trying to pay his respect i just i saw that clip i feel like i didn't see when i heard it i didn't think there was anything wrong with it Derek, Derek Derek told what me <laughs> what Derek said that I was missing the hip hop aspect of it what that in hip hop he was off beat a little bit so, people but. change people change words around now that's a reach <laughs> I'm gonna find the actual tweet so, my tweet said, I don't think many people are clear on what gentrification actually is. It's violent. Why would Sean Carter ask us to do that to our own folks and neighborhoods <laughs> before white folks do it? I mean, I get what he was trying to say, but words mean things. Here comes Derek. He says, I think you may have missed the whole hip-hop gist of the bar. I said, how does that, ha- how does that change the fact that gentrification is violent? I'm so glad I was at work when this was all happening. <laughs> okay, the second bullet point, second and third... <laughs> And fourth bullet point or what matters here. It says, realize in rap that it's hip hop to spin words or terms. Derek said this. Realize that in rap, it's hip hop to spin words or terms to make your bar hit a bit different. You're not supposed to have to be politically and grammatically correct with every bar. Derek is shaking his head. And you're actually a parent. (laughs) And you're actually rewarded when it's in good taste. Okay, that's completely irrelevant to the conversation. Nothing. So sorry, Derek. 
However, <clears throat> we're not. Yeah, I, think, I don't think we were like talking about the artistic quality of the bar. It's just the word. Like he shouldn't. He. I don't I think he, he should have used say. that word. But if I don't you think, read for or listen for context, it's there. I understand, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. I didn't think he hurt <sighs> nobody. He lied on Ermius's name. I don't think he that that's a very um he did that's a very extreme that's, way of that's a very extreme that that's a lot of very harsh statement I think but he, he lied said, on a dead man's name my God but what he said like oh this is that's a glimpse into what he was doing it's not but I think you're listening to it. That's extreme. In a political way. I'm, you should listen to it in a hip-hop way because it's a freestyle. Nobody listen. listen. We don't know how to listen in a hip-hop <laughs> way, Derek. Derek, Derek we can't. The hip, I mean, you got to listen to it because it's music. He's rapping. If you was, It was a freestyle. I think he was the up there with a drink is, in his hand just saying stuff. I think I, he was a little off. I'm not going to lie. I was like trying to catch the bass and the beat, <laughs> but I was like, okay, um... But I mean, I I didn't I, when I listened to it, I was like, okay. I mean, I like when he did the first um freestyle at the um. He got flack every time he does these freestyles. He gets flack, you know. Mm. He did at the first B sides. He did the um the title freestyle. Mm-hmm. Remember? <laughs> what he did got he say shit about, about title? that too? He was like getting mad. He was you know checking folks a little bit. Like, he well, was about that, like, like not wanting to pay for title. He was title. like every time y'all get mad when a black man wants to come up and have a product for y'all to but y'all pay for an iPhone every time. Nobody says Steve Jobs is already rich. I'm not paying for that. Nobody says that. He had a point. It, but everybody, but people caught you know people you know hit dogs hollering. I, mm, how I feel. But there we go. Every time, listen. I feel like you know last week we told y'all to get a journal. So if y'all had a problem with Jay Z said you should have journaled. Gen- for page one, gentrification. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this hurt me? I think it. Uh, yep. And I had to unpack. I was like, damn. Just because I've seen the effects of exactly. it, like I have seen people, people put out like of their homes. People might have personalized what Jay Z said, and then um. I don't think this goes back to last week. I'm not about to attack the person who said whatever they said. I'm just going to journal it if I feel some type of way. Yeah. Because what am I really gaining? What am I solving with the thread? What am I? Who's like, it just comes off like complaining. Yeah. And not productive to me. That's just. So do you think Jay-Z is like uncheckable? No, I mean I hated him for a whole year after Lemonade. Yeah, I thought it was I thought he was disgusting for what he did to Beyonce. Yeah, but um, I don't. People I were think upset people about that too. I think he said like, "Oh, I don't want a hoe. I want a wife or somebody I can bounce." Yeah, he's talking about the hoes. Yeah, and they were like, "Okay, said the cheater." Now that I didn't, I was oh like, "I'm God. staying out of that." I mean, I feel like people are redeemable, and I always say like, I feel like people don't change until. Mm-hmm. Something I always say I need to see a life altering, and I feel like Jay Z is a whole different person. Like I feel like he went to like what else do you want somebody to do besides admit they're wrong, apologize, mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. to therapy, and correct their actions? Yeah. What else do you want the person to do? Bitch, die and come back? Like what the fuck? Like what do you? Yeah, y- y'all are never satisfied. What will satisfy you to see somebody and be like, nah, he's a ch- he's a changed person? <laughs> like what do you want? What do y'all want? I don't get it. That's a question to put out there. What would what, what would satisfy you? Journal it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. That could be the name of the episode. Don't don't tell me. What? Journal it. Or journal it or what would satisfy you? What would satisfy you? That's that's a great journal entry. Gentrification, celebrities and their viewpoints, disagreeing, and what would satisfy you? What would you think would correct the action? And the action that you think would have been correct in that moment, you live your life that way. Now, I don't... Take that and you go forward every day with that attitude. I don't think he could... Like, there's nothing for him to, like, you know, redeem. Because, I mean, I get what he was trying to say. I I was talking about the cheating and all that stuff, too. I was yeah. saying, like, what else do you want somebody to do to for, to correct their action? Yeah. Well, that sucks that he, well, that people are mad. People be mad. They just like to be mad. Yeah. I think it's, like, um like exhilarating. I'm pissed. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, pissed. there were think pieces. Like, people were. Oh, my. Oh, no. I thank God that I might say that, that at work Twitter is spotty at best. Okay? <laughs> the Wi-Fi be in and out. 
that had Twitter ablaze. People I were like, "I am so happy that I was at work on was it Saturday or Sunday? Both. I'd be at work. It every was day. Saturday. I think it. Another thing, people were like saying, like, I'm so tired of billionaires we telling know. us to do things mm. when y'all the ones with the money. As my best friend Bo Derek said, <laughs> mm-hmm, boo hoo. Shut up. Y'all just don't like. Y'all just want to be mad. Be mad then. I indulged. I retweeted a few things, but. <laughs> I, I really, I hate my best friend. After I hate both for that off. because she should have never said that. That phrase, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. boo-hoo. <laughs> mm-hmm, boo-hoo is my 2019 phrase. I... Oh, okay. I'll leave with this tweet. It says, Nipsey okay. was technically gentrifying the Crenshaw area. He did not, however, displace the people of said community. Due to rightful connotation, what Hove said could have been triggering to many. Very. But that's if fair. you have a journal, that's the way all them triggers need to go. That's fair. Okay. All right. Boom. Main topic. That's all I have for clownery. I feel like that's a good discussion. Yeah, it, I, and I didn't want to come in here and drag because I'm like, it's there's no need for that. It's I wanted to that. have the conversation because it's like it wasn't that deep, but it kind of is. And it's it's like, a good conversation mm. to have about gentrification and the effects and realistically. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think I just because of the the mouth that was coming out of in um the context and what he I felt like we are smart people and mm-hmm. we can be able to decipher intent and you know stuff like yeah. that. The intent was there. That was my whole argument. The intent was His there. heart was in the right place. Mm-hmm. His heart was in the right... I really... I feel like if Jay-Z was like, you know what, fuck y'all. I'm gonna go live in the hills and enjoy my billions and fuck, and not ever speak to y'all again. Then what? Like, what do we... Like, what do People y'all want? People were saying that's what he does. He's like, he... What the... <laughs> oh, I'm deleting Twitter no, off my phone. I had an angry tweet. Let me, let me find it. it. Let me find it. I'm deleting this app off my phone. I was supposed to read phone. this to you off it is air the Twilight just so you zone. can no. gag. I'm about... It I'm says mean. Jay gentrified his hood, sold his shares of Barclays, and moved to Beverly Hills. Sold his Never shares. came back and set up an institution in the sty. That's not the antithesis uh, insti- of what Nipsey did. Can I read did. this? Because I don't even understand. I don't know if my ears are clogged. I can't even understand. <laughs> Jay gentrified his hood, sold his shares of the Barclays. Okay, he said he only was like a 1% shareholder. Okay. Showed his shares to the Barclays and moved to Beverly Hills. Okay, because Beyonce made his ass. <laughs> She did. She did not live. I know that Southern girl did not like living in cold ass New York. Yeah. She was like, you know what? You fucked up. <laughs> and you know what we're going to do now? We're going to move to L.A. Because that's where I wanted to live in the beginning. <laughs> that's But that's my opinion. Whatever. Never came back. He never came back. <laughs> Who wrote this? At Godson83. This is incorrect. He lived in New York up until like three years ago. He literally was at his home in New York before he went to the Barclays Center. I mean, to the... Um, to what's it called? To the the um the venue, what's Hall? Webster Hall? They 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 take the picture in their elevator in their <laughs> home every day. Never came back, and set up an institution in the sty. I'm, I'm guessing he means Bed Stuy in Brooklyn. <laughs> if y'all can see Kayla's face, he never set up any institution in the sty. Okay, maybe he's not from Bed Stuy. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the. Anti what? Anti thesis. Mm-hmm. That's not the anti. He missed the H, but whatever. He's not the anti. And that's not the word. I don't think I'm saying this right. Of Ant- what? Antithesis. Antith- Anti- antithesis. I can't say this word. Derek, can you Google that? That's not the antithesis. I can't say that. Of what Nipsey did? Question mark. Yes, Jay is a musical legend and business titan, one of the goat rappers. But how do y'all deny the obvious? Sixty retweets, one hundred thirty-two likes. That's not the antith- antithesis. I can't say that word. Right. Antithesis. Did. Well, what does it mean? It means a person or thing that is the direct opposite, opposite. of someone or something else. That's not the opposite. I mean, I feel like this is stupid because Nipsey has said himself that he looked up to Jay-Z. 
So I, I mean, mean, if, 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 we if he's following in his blueprint, and um, they just did it a different way. I mean, Jay Z is giving back in many ways. Okay. Nipsey gave back in different ways. I don't know what people people y'all just make up shit. I think because then it, last week y'all just said that Jay Z has bailed out Black Lives Matter people. He's funded right, a lot of these nonprofits. Title X Brooklyn literally just happened. We did the um the ad on this we podcast. had an ad for Title X Brooklyn, and we literally named all the organizations that were gonna be they were working with to um you know to this year was it was prison reform was it not like i don't understand where do y'all get these facts from i don't know but in what the do spirit, i know in the spirit of reading tweets i have this is completely unrelated and i wanted to read this to you as well my good friend brie uh her name on twitter is underscore fran fine okay and it says you try and fight me over your nigga you're gonna be sitting in the jail cell and i'm gonna still be sitting on that dick fight your cheating ass nigga not me because i press charges that was going to be my own second thought, but I couldn't hold it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, that's, that's the, the most probably unrelatable thing I've heard all year. I have. I don't even know what any of that means at this point. She fight? Don't, what? She don't fight over niggas. She don't fight over dick. Like how a girl would try to come to you as a woman. Okay. And like she's like, I'm not fighting. Okay, so somebody comes up to you trying to fight over your yeah, man. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to press charges. I'm going to call the police on you. You're okay. going to be sitting in jail while I'm going to still be sitting on that dick. There's a lot wrong here. <laughs> is it? Why is she coming up to you? Like women Delusion? never confront. No, because if she if she is coming up to you about an issue regarding him, that means why do y'all even have an issue? Oh yeah, it, it, it sounds the to me like it's never there. Oh yeah, the, I, when coming listen. to somebody else, that, that's why I say I cannot relate, sis. Because yeah. there's not even a charge. I'm like, you know what? Y'all be happy. Yeah, y'all be completely happy. I, let me remove myself. Yeah. I'm the problem. Yeah, because y'all be can have a, um, y'all have a happily ever after. That was going to be my own second thought, but I couldn't Child, hold it in. That is hilarious. All right, for real, main topic. Okay. So this week we want to talk very quickly, um, close enough, about privilege. Um, I like this conversation. Yes. floating in our um, in our past episode and yes. like in real life. So last week I talked about Lil Nas X, right? Somebody said heard? we did an unsung on him. <laughs> and I don't like whoever tweeted that. Who tweeted? Somebody tweeted this like, dang, y'all did an unsung on Lil Nas X. No, because I wanted to research. That is not nice. I'm trying to, I'm trying to try a new <laughs> approach too hard. when it comes to my what's good. I want to do a little background research. <laughs> I did last. <laughs> you saw it too? Yeah, it did say that. Who said it? I don't remember. It was on Twitter. Somebody said, dang, I did a whole unsung for Little Nas X. Find the tweet. Somebody. Please. I want to see. But I talked about Lil Nas X last weekend. Again, I'm a stan. I like him. Did you listen to Old Town Road? No. Kayla. But every street I've been on, if I don't know the name, I just call it Old Town Road now. <laughs> it's so much fun. I thought that. Brie, with, like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm over here about to turn on Old Town Road. I thought, <laughs> I thought that with what I gave you, would you would at least listen. I've heard a, I've heard a piece. Like, I want to take him, something like that. I don't know. I can't tell you how. I honestly don't know. It's a bop. You're going to like sure. it. I'm sure. It. I don't think so. I've never been one for country music. It's never been my It's thing. not really country. It's like. It got a trap beat I'm gonna on it. gonna play it right now. You gonna play Old Town Road? I'm gonna play it. Why not? It's on title? Yes. Oh, Javaris. I know who this is. Talking about Lil Nas X like he's featured on an episode of Unsung. Whatever, Old Town, with, with Billy Ray Cyrus? Yes, that's the good one. Okay. okay, so I've heard the song now. You Okay. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus just punched me in the chest when he came on the song. I, that's, it, I mean, it's, it's not my kind of song. I, w- I could never see myself playing that song. I cannot believe you don't like it. No. 
I'm just confused as to what kind of day and age I'm living in where niggas, where Old Town Road is number one on Billboard. It's and a niggas, good song. Niggas are pissed at Jay-Z. Like, well, what is going on? Trump is in office. Like, we, it's just all fucked up for me out here. I don't get any of it. Yeah. I don't know. None it's, of this happened in Obama's America. Listen. <sighs> okay. So, yeah, so up. I was talking about Lil Nas X, and a lot of people are actually upset with him. You know, to your point, yes, this is uh, the number one song in the country right now. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, congrats. <laughs> people are upset with him. They're saying that he doesn't deserve the success because he knows how to finesse the internet because he started out as a viral star uh, making tweet threads. So people are saying that it's not fair, and it's because he knows how to, like I said, finesse, finesse and manipulate the system. The system and Work the algorithm. Yeah. So people are upset. So that sparked a conversation about um, privilege and industry plans and things like that. Um, people were upset with Chance the Rapper a while ago because they're saying his dad is friends with uh, President Obama and uh, different label execs. And that is how he gained his success. Like his, it, it was like almost overnight. Now, me, I've been a fan of Chance since Acid Rap. Mm-hmm. And then he turned his life around, got right with God, whatever, whatever. And now he's like, he, he went he went on to win a Grammy. Like he was everywhere. Um, people say the same thing about Queen Naja. She had, she's not a, not, not in an industry, industry plant, uh, since, but she started out as a YouTube influencer and she decided, you know what, I'm going to just make music. She already had millions of followers already. So it was easy for her to get that fan base. Like, so people are saying like, well, not people are saying, but it kind of raises the conversation about, you know, is it fair if you already have, like, if you've already built your fan base in a different way and then you try to cross over? Like, a lot with actresses and that want to come over and sing or whatever. Like, is it fair that you've built your fan base somewhere else and then try to cross over and, you know, gain stardom, you know, musically? Or What do you think? Um, I see both sides. I'm going to say, mm-hmm, boo-hoo. <laughs> It, it sounds crybaby-ish to me. Yeah, it does. It has a very, very entitled feeling to it. Mm-hmm. I went to the performing arts school since the third grade. Yeah. I played four instruments. But sometimes I'm, that's oh, just I'm classically, not your path. I'm classically trained. This person was making videos on YouTube, and then they made a song, and it's number one. It's not yeah. fair. That's not your number one. Yeah. It's just not yours. So, I mean, it's being, not very entitled. To being me. a creator, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, say that, you know, me and you, we've we've been doing this podcast for almost 10 years. Because oh, yeah. Before. <laughs> Two years. She said 10. Oh, my God. It came ready and jumped out me. Oh, my God. <laughs> she said 10 years. Two. I said two. You said 10. I said two years. Ooh, it sounded like 10. <laughs> it sounded like 10. Two. <laughs> I'm so sorry, audience. I said two. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was speaking fast and it sounded like 10, but I meant two dose one and two, not 10. That's okay. But you know, we've been doing this podcast for two years Mm -hmm. and imagine if, if somebody who lived next door to us in this apartment complex, the the complex next door, somebody put out their first episode and it went on world star and it was on rap radar and it was, or if like, um, you know, somebody who decided, you know, if they're on YouTube and, like, they have, like, a million followers or whatever, they're like, you know, I'm going to start a podcast. That happens every single day. It happens all the time. Who am I going to be mad at? Yeah. You, yeah. That's I mean, like, I'm, you might as well get mad at, um, I know recently Howard Stern said that he was going to do something in the podcasting world and he's been known for, like, he's been known for, like, being vocal about his distaste or disapproval of podcasting and how he feels like it's like a knockoff radio basically. And then so for him to come in and like him start a pod, I'm not going to be mad. Like, of course I know all Mm -hmm. his millions and 20, 30, 40 years worth of fan base is going to come and he's going to have the number one podcast. But Mm -hmm. I feel like 
what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, you're going to be pissed a lot if you get mad at every time somebody comes in and does less work and is more successful than you. Because it happens it's, it's, all it's the, the time. day and age we're in. People are attracted to people. Yeah. Maybe not your product. So mm-hmm. however they find you or whatever attracts them to you, it may not be your work ethic. It may not be your, um, you know, the content. It may They just might like your the way you look. They mm-hmm. might like your personality. They might like that you're from the same city as them. So they're going to support you. Yeah. You, you'll drive yourself insane trying to trying to manage that or trying to like figure that out or yeah. try to like look at what they're doing like focus on yourself and just do what you're gonna do and yeah. whatever is meant for ha- whatever is meant to happen for you yeah. is gonna happen for you if you're not meant to be the number one podcast star in america then that's just what it was yeah i was gonna ask you about that like do you believe in like um because you know i was saying like sometimes it's just not your path you know, the path that somebody else took, whether it took a year and then if it takes you 10 years, it's like... I, was, I put that on my... Something like that on my story yesterday. I'm going to read it. Yeah. It was on my... Excuse me. It was on my Instagram story. It's from um Miriam Haas. Haasna. Haas? I don't know how to be a Haas. I love That's her. That's Fran's friend. I love mm-hmm. her. I feel like as soon as I listened to that episode of the friend zone where um, um where Fran um, had Haas her, on there, I was oh. like, this is me. Yes. I was like, I just felt so seen. I was like, I feel like this is me. That Anyways. was such a good episode. So she says the idea of going after what we want, what, going after what we want in quotes, and says sometimes creates an energy current of believing you are separate from it. Law of one teaches you you are always one with your destiny. It's a vibration shift to get you out of chasing things to receiving what you are actually meant, what is actually meant for you. Mm-hmm. So it's not about like going, like I said, you're chasing that um that that those numbers, or you're chasing that fame, or you're, that. Stop chasing stuff. Mm-hmm. What's meant for you is going to happen to you. And when yeah. you're over here separating it as if it's over there and you have to go over there to get it, mm-hmm. you're you're just you're separating yourself from it. And you have to just realize that what's meant for you is going to happen for yeah. you. And the next tweet, it says exactly that. If it's meant for me, I can never lose it. And if it's not meant for me, then I don't even want it. Yeah. Uh, that's a way of life. And that can go into so many things. Like if it's I, I really believe that, like I said, like in my little like my meditation break that we took for the past couple of weeks. And I was like, if it's not for me, I don't even want it mm-hmm. because I'm not about to sit here and force things. Yeah. I'm not about to sit here and try to make square fit into triangle mm-hmm. and try to make it force it. And it's uncomfortable. It's not working. It's a constant like <laughs> put like tug of war. Yeah. How is that satisfying? Yeah. I don't even want it. If it's not for me. Some people say like, that's just the grind. That's just, you know, that's separate. That's, I think that's separate. I yeah. think the grind is um in the journey and the hard work. It within your path is completely separate. Nobody mm-hmm. says it's gonna be easy, but some shit is just a fucking force. Yeah, it's and I feel the, like you could, you should be able to identify it. I exactly. know that I can. Like if I, I can. feel like I'm trying to place myself, or I'm forcing. I yeah. can feel when I'm forcing it. Like my intuition is loud and clear. Now, what do I do? Sometimes I ignore it. But yeah. that's a conscious. I know I'm ignoring it. Yeah. But I knew what my gut told me to do. Yeah. And I know, like, also, like, what is meant for me. Like, you know, people have, like, a vision or Mm -hmm. an idea of something that they see themselves doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's for you. And then people be like, you know what, actually, and the path that you might get there is different. Like, I'm not going to be like, maybe podcasting is just my way into Mm -hmm. whatever else. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to. Yeah. It's weird. It's, It's hard to explain. So you do believe in, like, divine order and, you know, whatever's meant for you. Like, it's already mapped out. I do. Yeah, I do. I do believe that we have free will. I feel like people fuck up their own shit sometimes. Yeah. I feel like um, other people can come and fuck up your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to... I feel like we all have our our free will. And so we might have a path that was destined for us, but, you know, we're all humans. So do you believe in, like, spells? <sighs> yes. So is that manipulating the... I think manipulation is not the right way I would look at it. Okay. 
sorry, I had to chew my my cough drop. <laughs> if I I feel like spells in um no, because I believe in them too. And then like and manifestation so, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's always geared towards myself. I'm not using this on nobody else. So are you all like? So am I manipulating my own destiny? Yeah, like are you altering what's really meant for you? When no. You, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But a lot I've read that that people don't. You know, even like people like, in the spiritual realm, they don't believe in like spells and manifestation because what's what's meant for you is for you, and you're not meant to alter because you're gonna fuck some shit up. I, I don't think necessarily that's a very believe drive it yourself always, crazy. You're gonna run around in a fucking yeah. circle. I think that um, the way I look at it was I read this book. It's called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, and it was talking about detachment. And so I can have a goal, but I think what you need to detach from is the outcome. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't happen, then you're not attached to it. Yeah, and you're not broken by it. You're not mm-hmm. defined by it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important. Okay. That's a great way to look at it. Let me write that down. <laughs> that, um, it's called, yeah, if anybody wants to read the book, it's really good. Seven, I want to read it. Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by, the, of course, Deepak Chopra. So. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yes, it was a good book. It was a good read. One of my friends, actually, on um, I put it on my Insta story. One of my friends suggested it. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, we're kind of on the same page with it. And I think that it just doesn't always work because, you know, there are people with privilege and access and the resources to become a big, huge star, and it just doesn't pop off. For Facts. example, we will bring up uh, L.A. Reid's son. Now, I don't know how many of you used to watch my Super Sweet 16, but Aaron, uh, I remember, he gave everybody the iPod. Mm-hmm. With his song on with it. With his song on it. Very YouTube-like. Party. <laughs> Very, <laughs> YouTube stole his marketing strategy. He gave everybody that iPod shuffle with his song on it. To invite him to his 16th birthday party, and he, you know, that's L.A. Reid. People deleted that Reed. shit so fucking fast. Probably. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. They that went song, home and put their own playlist on. That song, you know, back in the day on iPods, like you, all you had to do was sync it, and whatever mm-hmm. wasn't in that playlist was gone. That's too bad, baby. I would have sunk it so fast. Like, let the songs out. Good. I don't yeah. want it on there. So I mean, what? yeah. So he didn't pop off like how he thought that he would just with because all that's the his access. Daddy, with all of that, L.A. Reid is your father. Like, there's really no. So that's why I don't understand when people like get upset at like, oh, look, I don't think there's no guaranteed way. Like even Mm -hmm. if that's the case, then every single person who knows how to manipulate algorithms would have 10 streams of income Mm -hmm. because I know how to make music that'll go viral. I probably Mm -hmm. know how to make videos that'll go viral. I know Mm -hmm. make commercials that'll go viral. Mm -hmm. Like if I know how to cheat this system so well, Mm -hmm. then why, why not cheat it in every way? Right. Now we can talk about Diddy's son as well. Now, you know, Diddy's son, he's not flop. King, I like his little songs. Yeah, I like his, and I like him. Like you know, but oh. he's not the bigger. He's not the biggest star. You he know, would be Chris Brown by now if right. that's all it if took. That, if that's all it took, Chance the Rapper's brother. We can talk about him as well. Listen, I enjoy. They look so much alike. It's so cute. <laughs> it is so cute how much they look alike. I enjoy Taylor Bennett's songs. I like some of them, but um. I mean, yeah, like, or like on the flip side, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't you said that you're trying to get into Game of Thrones, but Grey Worm. I've on, never heard of Grey Worm. On uh, Game of Thrones. He used to be, oh. he used to be into music. He, he had a music, he had his, his stage name was Raleigh Ritchie. I used to listen to him a lot, but he was like. Oh, the actor. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the plot. I was about to say, what is going on in this no. movie? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I mean, no, you show. thought it was like Star. I was like, I was like, wait, he was into music? Like medieval you thought music? thought it was like what? Empire. I was like, what was he playing? The piccolo? Like, what was he doing? <laughs> I was so confused because we said I'm, I want to get into Game of Thrones. Like I would love to have watched it from the beginning with y'all, but I've never seen it. So the when piccolo. she said he used to be into music, I was like, "Huh?" The pick. Yes, I thought he was into the medieval folk music. 
I was like, okay, I'm following. I was like, Jay Z nodding, like, okay, I'm following. <laughs> <laughs> the piccolo. No, seriously. <laughs> I didn't know what Julia was talking about just now, but I was trying to follow. No. The actor. The actor. Was into music. He used to be into music. <laughs> he has released various projects, EPs, and things of that nature before Game of Thrones. But okay. now, of course, uh, Game of Thrones, he's the bigger star. Of course. So, I mean, you know, it could go both ways now. <laughs> okay. The piccolo. What what instrument? you never seen him. It's like a tiny flute. <laughs> In like sixth grade, I did a um a project on. We had a medieval times fair. It was kind of like a a, a, a grade wide project, and of course, my team had um medieval instruments. I typed in piccolo on Google, and some this green it says fictional character. No, the instrument. Who's piccolo? <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Okay. It says Piccolo Jr. is is just called Piccolo, known as M.A. Jr. I don't know what that is. It's a Namekian. Is this Dragon Ball Z? It's Dragon Ball Z. Okay, no. Okay. <laughs> but it says siblings, drum, piano, tambourine, and cymbal. Oh, okay, musical instrument. All right. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, yeah, it looks it looks like a clarinet. Yeah. It's like in the, it's in the, oh, the woodwind family. It's a half-sized flute, a member of the woodwind family of musical instruments. The modern piccolo I told you I did this project. I retain information from the sixth grade. Look at I me. I used to play the clarinet. In, that uh, is so cute. In, in middle school. It was really lame. That's why I got picked on. But um, I forgot what I was going to fucking say. <laughs> where did we go before piccolo oh okay about um switching people basically switching like career paths like yeah i mean if it's meant for you it's for you that's the overall theme here now how um, do you feel about what well i was gonna talk about nepotism that's what i was about to say too how do you feel about nepotism <laughs> i mean it, it worked out for solange and beyonce even though i don't feel like they put each other on i feel like they're both successful now when we were talking about nepotism we remember we were trying to be listen i don't give listen whatever i said this episode if i said it wrong if i used the wrong definition you know what i meant this whole if, this stop playing with all me. from don't play with I'm, I'm not jay-z <laughs> i tweet back so if i said it wrong you know what i meant this whole episode is about saying it wrong so nepotism the only reason i feel like i feel like nepotism is a good thing mm-hmm. and i feel like black people especially should use it more um but only reason i don't feel like a lot of the things that we call nepotism is that because in the definition since y'all like to be technical it says by giving them jobs i don't think solange ever worked yeah, for beyonce they didn't put, yeah i don't think she ever beyonce ever hired solange maybe as a freelance to do a video or to do a something but i don't think she ever like worked for yeah. her so a lot of the times like we're not even in position to hire you yeah. know what i mean like we can work with each other but that's not nepotism I, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm all for nepotism. Like, if I own a business, yeah, of course I'm going to hire my sister first. Yeah. Of course or I'm like going to hire put, yeah, my people that I know. On. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Now. Again, I forgot what I was going to say. We were talking about... Um, Do you believe in... Okay, so never mind. Not never mind. I'll go back to it. Now, as far as the word deserve, because people... Yeah. That's the argument there. Like... Oh, they don't deserve it. Like, what that, does that Basically, mean? that's what it stems down to. When people but what say, does it mean? What does deserve exactly. mean? Exactly. That's my thing. When people go into like, oh, they, they didn't do this to get that. So they have a number one hit. They don't really. What you're saying is they don't deserve it. But what, what is, is that? What does that look yeah, like to you? What is yeah. deserving? look? And I really think that people just, I don't know what is this fascination with struggle. 
I don't yeah. know what the 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 fascination with watching each other suffer and mm-hmm. be in pain. Like I don't know. I maybe we that's what we as a people can identify with more. But like mm-hmm. I never. I would be happy. I don't care if your parents were both high middle class and put you in this and they knew this person and they put. I don't need to hear that you guys were on like dis on like you know on public welfare, assistance. Yeah. I don't need to hear that. I don't want to hear that everybody that's their story. That doesn't make me happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what the fascination is with this whole like who struggled the most. Yeah. And then you could get it because you struggled the most yeah. you're getting rewarded for it and it's kind of like weird in my opinion i don't know it's i think it's weird i, it I think weird. It's, i think it's a little strange like i don't know it's like a big know, people it's glorify a big ass, the struggle because exactly it's, it's a big the ass struggle's pity not party pretty. to me like some people don't even make it out of that shit and it's like it's weird and it's like people get mad at you for not but isn't that what we're all trying to do aren't we all trying to create a space we're where our children not struggle right where our children can have uh, access and have quote-unquote privilege, privilege yeah. of whatever that looks like for them like, i damn sure don't want my child to struggle just because i did exactly like my people, parents didn't want me to struggle like they had to it by it, it boils down to like like you said like it's weird like, it's weird it's really weird i don't people know have like, a, like people aren't happy unless you did really really bad and then yeah. they could make it make sense of you doing good like because they feel like you deserved it like, i don't know it's really i can't even wrap my mind around that kind of concept it doesn't make any sense to me yeah Mm-mm. well yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I feel like we could. We, what do you think that is? Like now, it's really bothering me. What? Why people glorify the struggle? Yes, I don't know. The one thing I could think about, you know, how people talk about child support. <laughs> Again, you blocked me. Like okay, so like, which, <laughs> come on, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back. Okay, <laughs> okay, so you know how like a lot of men are like, oh, she doesn't deserve child support because my okay, mom, okay, okay, had okay, eight of us in a one bedroom apartment and she never asked my dad for anything and she struggled and she made it out okay yeah it, it doesn't make sense in that context it doesn't i know what you mean yeah but like people okay so like let me think of another struggle story like as far as like i don't know I, we can talk about cardi b how she went from stripping and then of like, having to rob people and drug them yeah that's another thing really quick that i just didn't understand why people were so shocked when she said that what with, that she drugged and um robbed guys i was like she was in a gang i don't know what people think what do y'all think gang members do uh, vision i have bible study but bible study and vision board parties <laughs> I really, I'm like, what do y'all think? When people say I'm in a gang and wear these colors and throw up they set, like, what do you think the that Bible entails? Study. It's Bible study. I vision don't know. board parties. Yeah, vision board Community par- service. Right, every, every, every weekend morning. Yeah. Church, probably. Yeah. Shuttling the elderly to their doctor's <laughs> appointments. Like, I don't understand. Like, when people for the lot, I'm not saying that's all gangs do li- listen. Mm-hmm. I don't want no smoke. With nobody, I'm sure that there's a lot of community outreach that happens, but I'm saying there is a very a big element of violence mm-hmm. that is in it. Like people, I feel like people glorify that too, but that's a whole other story. So Cardi B and her her struggle story, her her she, what she calls her Cinderella story. Yeah, and people like, I mean, not to say that we haven't said it on even on the show, like that she deserves all of the accolades that she's getting now. But not not I, be, not because she comes from like a dark right. past, but she worked for it. Exactly. I have never said Cardi B deserves all the fame and success because of where she comes from. Yeah. I think she deserves it because she believed in herself. Yeah. That's the only reason. I I what I like and um admire about her is that 
she took so many no's and didn't let it deter her from mm-hmm. her vision mm-hmm. and that she believed everything that she wanted she worked she worked for it because she believed in herself yeah. it was that's why i because I, I don't believe in limiting yourself like just yeah. because somebody else puts their expectations on you and said because you come from this place because you did this job you can't ever have that kind of future or nobody's gonna take you seriously don't i'm not taking that i'm not trying to hear that if you believe in yourself and you see this vision for yourself stop at no cost yeah but but i don't i mean i don't just because you come you're from the bronx and because you was poor like that yeah. don't do nothing for me like i'd be like me too I, that's not gonna that's not gonna draw me to you yeah. for any apparent reason like yeah. i need to see something else yeah i don't know why do you think people glorify the struggle Derek? Get closer to the mic if you don't mind. Here you go. I'll give you mine. I think people glorify the struggle because for different reasons. Depends on, like, whatever context is in, like, in hip-hop music. Sorry. Right. We're we're listening with a hip-hop ear. You got hip-hop music. You know why they glorify because that's it's street and whatever street is edgy. Um, Also, Mm, too. Can't even relate. (laughs) Also, also too. That'd be true. Also, too, um. If you look at it like in business, you know what I'm saying? Like it has a grassroots vibe and everybody likes the started whole, from the bottom. Started from the bottom whole grassroots thing. So that's why everybody just go off out of struggle. So why do you think they get mad when they find out somebody didn't struggle? I don't know. I think I think people get mad that they find out they didn't struggle if the person said that they struggled. Or came off as if they okay. struggled. You know what I'm saying? If that you're pushing, because now you're trying to act like you relate to me, or you tried to push off as you're if, pandering to me. Right. Right. That makes sense. So I can see that. I could definitely see that for somebody to like market themselves as this like you know next like around the way next door like I you know we're peers in this type of like I could relate to y'all like this and come to find out like. But which goes into the whole nah. like, to the industry plant conversation. Like who? I'm just saying that's what industry plant is. Oh, okay. You're like Takashi. I don't know. It's yeah, I wanted to talk about industry plans. Like, who do you think is an industry plan? I have no idea. I don't, I don't think about stuff like that. I don't know, but... It's kind of weird when you think about it. An industry plan is put in place for them to deceive the public as if they are right. grassroots They came artists. up from... Yeah. Like I they, cultivated my fan base organically, exactly. and that's not the case. Exactly. So and, that's why everybody <clears throat> feel like Chance Rapper is industry plan. That's why everyone feels like... But I feel like he's been around for... I, does time play any type of factor into, yeah, like... time does, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's what they I, show you. It's what they, sh- what they allow you to see. Because you know I feel like I've heard about... Because I, I dated this guy from Chicago, and I feel like he was talking about Champ, Chance for years, and he was like, something... I was like, I was like, what is Chance the Ripper? And he was like, the rapper. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> I didn't... But this was literally in 2000, <laughs> like, 2009, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, okay, so now it's 10 years later, and y'all trying to tell me he's a plant? Like, he popped... I'm like, he didn't pop up to me. Right, like I've been a fan. That's like, like I don't. How did he pop up? And then I feel like people like Blueface, like they're like, oh, he just popped up. But I feel like if he's from LA and he has a song that rings off in LA, that's mm-hmm. a huge market. Mm-hmm. And then people like the way that content moves, like people put up a video and then all the celebrities are listening and we hearing this video, it's gonna mm-hmm. move faster. That's why people even pay to place their songs in certain um. Like I could tell, like when City Girls signed that big deal mm-hmm. with um, I could all of a sudden celebrities started like making little snap videos with City Girls playing in the background, mm-hmm. like Drea getting her mm-hmm. makeup done, listening to City Girls. I, I was like, all right, I see the move here. I think it's more of like a new model now. It right? is. It like is a model say, of say, advertising and promotion. Let's say Chance the Rapper is an industry plant, right? The, the way that I'm Googling industry plant the rappers. The type of artist that Chance is is way different than the type of artist that Blueface is. We realize that 
Chance has been there for a long time. A long time. We've and seen then, him for a while. And then Blueface is more, let's get the let's get the money now. Let's get the signal right. now. Right? So if I'm if I'm a if I'm a uh, a label and I have both these boys, <clears> right, and I feel like, okay, I have them early, I wanna how am I gonna make sure that, that they I want them to get the best look possible. People are gonna like him if they see his from here to here story. Right. right? That's the chance model. We're gonna sign him early and he's straight early, <laughs> but I feel if, like that's like, that's we're gonna I make him come out with a mixtape first, let him get whoever to design it. We'll just help him out with probably shows here and there. And yeah. And then as so he's he had a helping hand throughout his process. That's what the we don't. That's know what the that's what theory that's behind it. Chance is but that I, he's had a helping right. hand in his ten year come up. Right, and that's the whole basis behind being an industry plant, where you can be the Chance Rapper style industry plant, or, or you, you could be, be a the, blue face, the blue face, or the Cardi. They say. Well, what not even Cardi? Everybody knew Cardi sounds. So Cardi's okay. not necessarily that, but it's just like you don't know the backstory. You think this person just came straight up out of nowhere on YouTube, and then. Now he's sitting with these labels like, no, I think he was already. But what satisfaction do we get out of like cracking the case and like, oh, you are a plan? They did have a helping hand. People are saying that um, Rory is a is a. He was a rapper, Rory. Yeah, Rory. They were saying Rory's. He was an industry player. Who's Rory? Where's he Rory from? Rory from Atlanta. He did like he kind of did like. They didn't plant him good because I don't know who that is. <laughs> he did like hip hop and like damn near folk music, honestly. I liked a few of his little songs. Yeah, he was he was cool, but. They was calling him an industry plant. Just because anybody... Why? It was... Okay, Genius has an official list of industry plants. Let's go down the list, shall we? Oh, my God. Here we go. Are there better be white people on this list? Rory. Otherwise, I have another theory. Bryson Tiller. Travis Scott. Troy Av. Troy Av is not an industry plant. Nobody even likes him. Who's that? <laughs> Don't even matter. Post Malone. Iggy Azalea. Logic. Kirko Bangs. Kirko Bangs? Yeah. Another one that was not planted well enough. Tory Lanes, Six Lack. Hey, I like Six Lack. So? <laughs> How is he an industry plant? They're not plants because you, you like or dislike them. They're just talking about their, their come up. But he was. This is his first album. But I don't feel like. And he's, he's like a household name. And like, uh, Chance the Rapper and Russ. See, the thing is with Chance the Rapper and Russ, they're pushing the I'm, I've never been signed. Right. This, that, and third. I feel like if you, t- if, you, if you already tell your story, like Black has came out or Six Lack. Has came out and said I was signed to um yeah uh Florida I was signed to Florida mm-hmm. like when I was like what well however was seventeen sixteen he was signed to Florida you I think I, I heard mean? him talking about that and he was like that he was signed and that was yeah, it and it's then, like if you're pushing something that you're not if you sign that's cool you could be signed at sixteen and they label oh, okay. really not so do the, nothing for you the definition is an industry plan is an artist who has labels backing their movement per- but present themselves as an organic present in the entertainment yeah. world right. Like, they have a helping hand. That's like, okay, we do this podcast, and we really had a network that was funding us, that was giving us content, mm. that was doing a bunch of stuff. But we come up here like, y'all, we've been working so hard as me and Jew. We've been coming up with the topics, booking want, the guests, and doing want, all this stuff, but we really have backing. Like you're doing it by yeah, they wanted to look like two girls that came together and made this happen on their own, but we mm-hmm. really had, like, a machine behind us helping us with, like, a mm-hmm. lot of the heavy lifting, which we fucking don't. Well, I mean, shit, I like Russ's music, but, like... Yeah, it really has nothing to do with their who, music. It's more about them. I like, I, I, like you said, it's like, who they're not being planted good enough. Well, exactly. <laughs> a lot is, of y'all. He's the one that pushed the conversation more about industry plant because he's saying, I'm a real independent artist. I've and he's offended at that. He's being yeah, added yeah. in that conversation. Well, who's that? Uh, Chance? Russ. But <clears throat> everybody's saying that Chance is an industry because it's like, there's no way you're doing all of this. Now. No backing. And I think Chance Nick. Because he did definitely go on Joe Budden's podcast and say yeah, he that he got on the... From, yeah, he stepped away from the all actual... The, 
the actual questions being asked of him, like, are you signed or are you getting back in by anything? You you don't sell your music, you don't sell your music, and you get a Grammy. Like, you never sold anything for $9.99 or $1.99. So would Ariana Grande be an industry plant? I, I, that's why my thing is, I'm like, do pop stars count? Because they be signing no. them at a young age. She's a Disney star. No, and, yeah, because yeah, she was under... Um, she's a Disney... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she wouldn't be considered an industry plant. Like, it how would, do we know she wasn't signed from way back then and they've yeah, been cultivating her? That would, I would say it would be what, based on what the artist says. Like, somebody that their... Their, their story is... Their mm-hmm. story, like, oh, I'm, I started out indie and then they come out with this whole... I just... I think Chance is a good example because he be on the front page of Apple. He gets looks like a yeah. top-tier artist on the label. But he says label, that he's still not signed. he's not signed. Right. But that's what he was trying to say. He said, I look, he said, I look at independence differently. Yeah. Like Semantics. I'm in control of my shit, then I'm independent. So I'm not about to play this. It's hip-hop, like gentrification. It's, it's hip-hop. Right. In hip-hop, he could change the definition of signed. Yeah. I see the games y'all playing. I see so it. I'm going to just start saying stuff and be like, well. You can say whatever you want. And th- listen, what's on Al Gore's internet, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it is free reign. Whatever you say is yeah, what you said. And that's how you meant it because yeah. you said it. But that's what Chance Robert said. He said, I, he got, basically, he got a $500,000 advance. From, from who? Apple Music. From Apple. Apple paid him $500,000. For what? For the exclusivity for, for rights the, for the, um, Coloring the, Book. Yeah, Coloring Book. This, I love this kind of that's shit. I can't wait to be in somebody's boardroom. That's what a label does. A label gives you an advance for your exclusive rights to your album, basically. I mean, it's more... But Coloring get, Book is on Spotify now. I know, now, is, but, but for the first two weeks, I believe, it was exclusive to it, Apple Music. Oh! Yeah. I don't remember because I fucking... I think I had Apple but Music According to Chance, that just happened because he's a popular artist and he knows that, and Apple knows that it would drive traffic to them. So it's a win-win. It's an even exchange. But everybody's like, mm, you him, ain't that hot, Chance. <laughs> to, him, to him, it's like, I'm selling advertisement. I'm not signed to them. I'm not... I'm still an independent artist. Even if I took a $500,000 advance for exclusive rights for an album. To mm. him, it was a deal. To other people, it's it's very, it's very very cloudy in the language. All I know is I do not have time and to go like through now he's not even really around anymore. He's like, he, I think he's he's um he's working on something. Knowing Chance and the way he fucking moves. Tyree told me, he said he think he might be done for Chance. Why? He said he feels like it's just too many people that came out with that style and sound. That What I style and sound? Just the... Just a non non professional singing voice, but I, that can also rap kind mm-hmm. of poetically and sporadically. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he, he he's melodic, rap. but he don't got like yeah, a he, good. He can rap, but he he can sing, but he's not like a professional singing like singing R and B. He's just kind of like holding the tune, which is like, uh, what's to do with a hooky? Um, Smino. Like like Smino does. Oh, the same I love thing. Smino. And how many artists that are in that vein? You know what I'm saying? That can rap. Smino can sing. You got gold link. You got. I know. I mean, Ch- I mean, people say Chance can sing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But like I said, it's it's not necessarily it sing like is it singing like the greatest vocalist that we know. Right. Today. So he's not unique anymore. Basically, what they're trying they to could say. get instead of getting a Chance feature, you could if you, you can't can get, get a Chance speed, and Chance is expensive. Ass, yeah, yeah, you can go to somebody else and get that yeah. same sound, that he same vibe. That floodgate is open for so many artists. Right. To come out that oh damn! Thing. You hate to see it. That's not, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Chance has solidified himself. And I'm gonna say I'm going to buy the. the he product. has a fan at this point. He has a he has a fan base yeah, and he has a cult following. that's gonna follow him. So quote unquote made history with winning those Grammys. He quote unquote made history. Listen, well, I feel he like wasn't everything. Signed. I mean, basically, it's a, a mixtape. It's not an album. You say you want he won a Grammy off a mixtape, but I feel like people have been nominated for Grammys off mixtapes. Yeah. But he was the first to win a Grammy off of a mixtape, allegedly. But okay. the mixtape was on Apple. But I mean, whatever. I mean, I, it's. I feel like you'll drive yourself crazy trying to That's figure true. out everybody's deal, everybody's 
everybody's yeah, path. Everybody, it's easier to just stay in your easy, own lane. It's easier to mind your own business. Yeah, and think about what's for you and Amen. work at that. Yes, it is. And I, <clears throat> I don't know. It's that kind of wraps it up. Yeah, that's all I had on that. I had it on second thought, but I read it in the beginning. <laughs> don't fight over dick. <laughs> I, I joke. <laughs> it was weighing oh heavy my on my heart. God. I don't know why, but like that tweet really resonated with me. And it's not that it's like, you know, anything dealing with like my current situation or anything like that. But I just thought that was profound. I just want to say, mm-hmm, boo-hoo. That's what? all I have on my heart for my that's own your, second That's your thought. own second yeah. thought? I, I just feel like it, it's, a lot of, um, it's a lot of pity parties going on. They be lit. And, you know, sometimes yeah. so you just leave. Go home. Go home. Compassion is good, Kayla, though. Compassion is one thing. Yeah. Sulking in your misery and joining and soaking each other's misery is just, it's not productive. Like it's almost like sometimes you need somebody to sit in sit in it with you though. Don't invite me. I don't want to go there. Well, not well. I don't want to go. I'm just not the person for it. Yeah, absolutely not. But sometimes, like when you're feeling low, you just need a friend to just come sit in it with you. Y'all will get out, but just to have somebody there, like no, I don't want to go. I don't. I don't want to be. Don't call me to go now. Call me. I'm that um, friend. I'll come sit in it with yeah, you. Yeah, Julia. Call Julia to go. <laughs> call me when you're ready to be like. Listen, help me think of this, this, and this so I can stop feeling like this. Yeah. Call me. We could brainstorm all day. I can day. do both, but I just think it's necessary to, like, just kind of honor your emotion and sit in it for a little bit. By yourself. Don't call me for that. Well, By yourself, I'm all for feeling you what you want to feel. Yeah. It gets a little tricky, one, when you invite somebody else. Yeah. The feelings get intertwined. You yeah. don't know what you're feeling. You might be ready to get out. The person's still sitting there. You're like, "Why well, can't leave now?" Because yeah, it's too fucking much. Don't call me. Um, and oh, I, it's, listen, I feel like healing is a solo mission. It is. It is not Overall, for every. It is. It is, and it gets um a little like I've been really like thinking about codependency a lot. Oh, and that's, it is, that's a theme in my and life it's, right it's now. It's a little too. bit enabling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and not to be harsh, but boohoo. You know, heal you or last or night, what? Last, what do you want to do? Episode, I was talking about bootstraps. Nobody's gonna do it for. Nobody's me. gonna do it for you. Everybody's not gonna be able to help me. Listen, so. it's like, what do you want to? That's my question. It's like when people be like, for whatever, what do you want? Do you want to be sad? Do you want to be discouraged? Do you want to feel like you know defeated, or do mm-hmm. you want to push forward? Do you want? What do you want to do? Yeah, call me for you know the latter. You gonna cry about it or boss up? You ever seen that? Tweet? I'm gonna do both. Like, first I am of all, literally I'm do both. I'm a literally do both. <laughs> literally. Okay, that's all I have. I have I I um have nothing else. All right, thank you guys for listening. Oh, well, where can they find us on <clears> social <throat> media? Oh, we posted something on um on our our uh, Instagram <laughs> about um, emails and things of that nature. So I can go ahead and read the picture caption in case in case you guys you missed, missed it. it. Let me see at me you know okay here we go it's all right okay it says that we just want to take a moment to say that we notice every single email every website inquiry every tag and every post and we thank you for even taking time to reach out to us in any way back talk is steadily growing and our first and most important commitment is to make sure that we keep bringing you quality content week after week with that said we're working overtime to respond to every email and inquiry that we get in regards to guest appearances on the show. We don't want anyone to feel ignored and that everyone who submitted anything should look forward to hearing from us soon. Thanks for listening and understanding. We love you. 
Yeah, we're definitely backed up. Oh yeah. Um, oh god. But I mean, you know, we'll get to it. I just feel like, like I said, I'm not forcing things. I'm not gonna try to fit everybody into a month or mm-hmm. into the next few weeks. It will happen when it's meant to, mm-hmm. and that'll just be that. If you have anything to say to us or any questions or any inquiries or anything, you can always email us. We do see them. That that was the purpose <clears throat> of the book. We see you. We do. <laughs> And we're trying to sift through everything. We are still people that have lives at the end of the day that we also have to navigate through every single day. So we thank you all for understanding. Um, you can find us on Twitter at underscore BacktalkPod. You can find us on Instagram at BacktalkPodcast.com. Nope, that's not our Instagram. Our <laughs> I didn't Instagram. even catch it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. our, Insta- <laughs> <laughs> our Instagram. Our is- Instagram is at BacktalkPodcast. Podcast. It is. <laughs> it is Back Talk Podcast on Instagram. And then the website is backtalkpodcast.com. Yes. Um, we have lots of fun things and new things to uh, show you very soon here. So you all have a lovely week. And we'll see you this time next week. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, bye. That's good. <laughs>